0: Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's No Holds Barred. No holes barred. Were you aware that you didn't ask me if I was ready before we started recording? I just assumed I could feel it. Yeah. I could always feel you around me. Mm. Feel it in your. I love to feel them. We're talking about Billy Gunn tonight, right? (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, I think so. We're in the top 20. Obviously, Billy Gunn you think we omitted Billy Gunn in our talk about all these guys?
1: I don't know. It's funny because, I mean, he's doing some good stuff now, but that wouldn't count. <laughs> Obviously, it's not this no. promotion.
0: Uh, maybe like a top 150. Yeah, you think he's closer to the 100 or the 150? 150.
1: Yeah. I think he's got a lot of down. Like... Does he, though? Like... Ugh, there's I don't so much mean... smoke and guns, that's just boring.
0: Yeah, it's boring, but it's not
1: bad, right? Yeah, but boring doesn't get you in the top 100 for me.
0: No, but he was part of DX. Yeah, the DX stuff's super over. you
1: go rockabilly, which sucked. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's really over, but it's, what, 98 to 2000? Like, that's really it.
0: You didn't like uh, when he came out in the his final four in the 2001 Royal Rumble. Uh,
1: I did like my favorite moment is in the immunity battle Royal Survivor Series because it's a big pop for the famous, But oh, yeah. And I the one is like one of my favorite theme songs. So,
0: okay, so get him in your top 100.
1: Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. That whole CD was awesome. We used to listen to that. That was my senior year of college. We listened to that like crazy. Volume five.
0: Which one? Was uh, five.
1: I had Angle. Yeah. Um, I don't know, let me pull it. I think it's that China. No, it's China five or four. So I had the oh, game. A woman. Yeah, I had the game. Had Taz, Kane. I've got it all. Yeah, China. Rikishi heel turn. Heel turn. Heel music. Uh, too cool. Benoit, Angle, Raven. On
0: Latino the CD, Keith. is uh, Rikishi's music lower than all the other tracks also?
1: I think so. I'm a bad man. Rowdy. That was a good one. Gonna move some things.
0: But I found like, here, are you like me? Like Was it easier to listen to the uh, I've Got It All than, say, Kurt Angle's music? Because it had lyrics?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, I love Kurt's song. But yeah, I've Got It All. I would say that's probably the song we played the most from that CD. 100%.
0: Look at all I've got, God give it all to me, on occasion. (laughs) That's going to be the only
1: song in history that uses the word occasion, right? (laughs) I can't think of one. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be it. No one other song would say that.
0: (laughs) On occasion. On occasion. What follows on occasion?
1: (laughs) It's going to be like the, it's like an 80s sitcom theme. (laughs) On occasion
0: <laughs> I'm looking That's at so it Like a blind man On occasion My reflection, reflection. Yes. Puts <laughs> even me in awe Puts even me in awe That's even such just, strange wording I've got it all
1: You gotta listen to me now.
0: But with <laughs> all your limitations <laughs> Yeah. Where does the hunt come in? <laughs> give it all I've got. Gotta give it all. You see? You see? God give it all. See. See. all Here we go. Here we go. All the pages, <laughs> my reflection,
1: what do you see now? I've got it all.
0: I've got it Is there a less deserving
1: person to have this song?
0: <laughs> such a good song.
1: It's like a throwback. That's why we like it so much. It's got the sax and everything. It's like very yes.
0: 80s. I might as well be listening to like Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield by Jimmy yeah. Hart.
1: <laughs> or like, it's it's like straight out of like Jerry Rafferty and something like that in the 80s. Yaw Rock kind of music.
0: Yep. I think
1: we just I- came up inadvertently with our next gwe project
0: which is Is
1: kind of stuck greatest (laughs) theme songs greatest 100 theme songs yeah it's crazy we never thought of that as an option
0: yeah and i don't think it's that obvious the winner no it's like when we did the wcw one and like did anybody besides flair get a number one vote (laughs) (laughs) probably not and then even if, the, they, if they did, like people would shit all over that person, right? Right. Yeah. Lee West.
1: The uh, we did do the tournament a couple years ago on this show. Yeah. We did the greatest, but I think it could do like a list would be fun.
0: All right. Put it in the hopper. All right. Got our project for next year.
1: <laughs> I can tell you where the <laughs> Billy Gunn will be cracking in my top 100 on that list for sure. <laughs>
0: He's Maybe multiple times.
1: the top 20. Maybe multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Gonna get who that would have the most... Songs. Well, who would have the most songs? Triple H is going to be in the running H. right?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like, he's only got, like, three or four, but, like, people will rate them all high.
1: That's what I mean, yeah. Who would have the most in the top 100? It's got to be him. Because they have the game, for sure. King of Kings, I think. Evolution.
0: D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D?
1: And DX. I mean, that counts for him. And yes. I mean I like the original one, but I don't think that'll make it. But it's at least it's good. Yeah.
0: So I do this one man show where like I, I, I make kids like act out Romeo and Juliet. Yep. And when I, I'm like, all right, we're at the party, let's have some let's put on some party music. Like and I we play party music for them and I play that song. <laughs> And I cannot describe how disappointed they are. Because the <laughs> I'm like, all right, everybody up. I get them all up. They're about Does to Does any out. of them
1: know like what it's wrong? Probably not. No, right.
0: no, no, no. But every so often you get a teacher that's like, is that Triple H's music? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. They're so upset. <laughs> all right. But that's for next year.
1: Um, no, what, you know, I don't want to do this on a stupid list anymore.
0: Well, we're almost done. We've only got uh, three more episodes of it.
1: Two more, really? Well, we're going to do a reveal, right? I've got it all. Bam, bam! Fuck it, it's
0: <laughs> number one. That's the number one seed.
1: <laughs> it's got to be. I can't think of a better song. No other song uses on occasion, anywhere, in any genre. No. There, if uh, anyone knows every- of one, let's know, but...
0: Every time I hear my name, it sounds like a symphony. I'm a fine glass of wine getting better with age. It's true. That's the most accurate line in that song. And then, hold on. Then it goes, may come in better taste. And whoever transposed the lyrics, put a question mark after it.
1: (laughs) It's a big assumption.
0: Yeah, it could be anything. All right. Who's your number what 20? What are we doing here? Oh, we're doing that? We're doing – that's right. We're doing 20 to 11, right? Uh, my number 20, I struggled with this person quite a bit because I feel you have to put them somewhere uh, That that's – like it. they have to be high up because they're just so important to the company. And uh, maybe in some ways it feels crazy because we both had uh, Roman Reigns at 21, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. My number 20 is Charlotte Flair. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's high. I like it. I'm not saying it in a bad
0: way. No, no, I know what you mean. I just think Mm -hmm. as I think back, I think that like, I think that Bailey and Sasha have the best women's match of all time. I think Sasha probably tends to be in more exciting matches. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Becky Lynch is the biggest star of the four, right? But I don't think any of it works without Charlotte being as good as she is. I think she just binds everything together. Uh, She's got great match after great match after great match. I get why they give her everything. She's a compelling character. And I just think in terms of importance, like, I really do believe without her, the whole operation kind of falls apart.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's an impressive ranking for a rabid misogynist like yourself. So, good job. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I had her, when we went through this, I had her at 32 with a note to move her up most likely uh she is the highest ranked female on my list as is already so um yeah i I mean i don't (laughs) i don't think what you say is wrong (laughs) at all um especially you think of the importance that they've placed in the women's division two over the last however many years right so since what's now been six you know seven years so we're getting to where it's it's a thing now, right? It's not like, oh, we, let's see how it goes. Let's see if they stick. Like it's it's not going anywhere. They're a big part of the show. They've made it into pay per views, so made it into WrestleMania, right? Multiple times yep. now. If you count the night, one night, two stuff. So, um, <laughs> but you could argue that uh, <laughs> you could argue yes that she's the driving force behind all of it. I mean, she's always in the biggest matches. It may not be like you said. The best of them, but always oh, in the big ones, at least the first time around. So she got the first Mania main event, right?
0: Yeah, shoehorned in there.
1: Right, because they didn't want to do it without her, to your point. So. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Yeah, I, the- I have a case otherwise. Uh, I think her last... I don't know, like, what's her last relevant thing? I feel like she's been gone for a while now.
0: Well, didn't she fight for the championship at WrestleMania this year? Yep. Who'd she fight? God, she has such cheer- a... She fought Rousey, right? Yeah, yeah. It's insane that we don't even remember this. <laughs> I know, I know.
1: I could say the exact match order of like WrestleMania is one through eight, nine, probably ten, ten, yeah, eleven. You for sure could do Fourteen. <laughs> I could probably get into the twenties, okay. uh, but this year I could not. And I was there, and I liked the show a lot. Like I thought the WrestleMania was great, but yeah, I couldn't tell you every match yeah. for sure.
0: I just feel too that she checks a lot of boxes. Like, I mean, yep, yep. The, the match resume is there. As much as I say she doesn't have the best overall, the match resume is there. Like, there's that incredible series with Becky Lynch in 2018. Um, I would even say that, like, um, her matches with uh, her match with Rousey in 2018 was great too, where she kind of mm-hmm. stepped up and replaced Becky Lynch. The match with Asuka, like, she she just delivers every time she's yeah. there. Even the match, with, the first match with Rare Ripley, which I thought was yep. great. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was the best match of that WrestleMania, which was like, I know it's kind of weird. Cause it's the, um, quiet pandemic one, but
1: you it know, doesn't she exist
0: never... in my world, but yeah, sure. Sadly it does though. But, uh, but yeah, no, so that's why, like, and I, I went, I hemmed and hawed and I thought I needed to put her somewhere big. I don't think she can go top 10 yet, but fuck, if she has another like five years where she's dominant, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to keep her out of a top 10. Right.
1: You want to see it. It just, it just feels weird. It feels like, is she really coming back for the long haul? Like, I feel like there's always so many rumors about her future and where she's at. I mean, she's been gone for a bit. I know she's hurt, but her, are they married? Or is it just her boyfriend's the fiance? I think they're married. They're engaged. Married. So Andrade's in AEW. She really mm-hmm. likes Latin men. <laughs> yes. Good for her. I yeah, Nothing um, wrong with that. It's just, she's got a type. They, you know, I don't know. Is he staying there? Is he happy there? Like, is there a world where she goes with him with Flair? It's just odd. The whole thing's odd. So
0: we'll see. Is that a massive game changer if she goes there?
1: Uh, I think it's a huge pickup for AEW. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a pretty big loss. Like, I think it'll be perceived as a loss for WWE, especially if Sasha doesn't come back. It's a it's a changeover, you know, and uh, I know like I haven't been the biggest Becky fan since the return either. So I think she was starting to get it together there. Like I like the Bianca match at SummerSlam. But. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number 20 uh, boss is Andre the Giant.
0: OK, well, he's way ahead for me. OK, on, so wait. This, well, we'll have to wait till next episode. It's OK, Dr. Yeah. Dre. We can wait. Yeah, the reason I say that is because this is where I had him last time, right where we're oh, talking okay. about. Him. Yep. Had him twenty first.
1: Yeah, me too. Last time, I would, and then just bumped him up one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he's an interesting case to rank because you have means a lot. He's got a good amount of moments. You know, we've had this endless discussion about his in ring <laughs> output, right? But he wrestles with what he should be. Like, he gets the proper reactions, for sure. Um, Obviously, all-time legend. But I I just look at the 19 ahead, and I don't really see anyone where I'd say, like, I'd rather watch an Andre match than those
0: guys. You know, it's funny. I have some guys, like Andre, Mm -hmm. I'd throw Bruno in that mix, too. And I have Bruno quite high, right? Where, like, I would rather watch a Shawn Michaels match than a Bruno match. Right. Right. I'd rather watch Shawn Michaels match than an Andre match, except for the main event of WrestleMania three. Um, but neither, maybe Bruno, but like Andre is just so much more important to the company than, than like a guy like Shawn Michaels. I find, especially in that, or those early days, I don't think it can be discounted right. how much of a, an attraction he was mm-hmm. for the company under Vince's dad. And at the beginning, and then, you know, I've talked ad nauseum about how what I think of that WrestleMania 3 match. But that's still the biggest match of all time, I think. So, I don't know. Like, he's another one I struggled with. And I ended up bumping up quite a bit. But there's something there. Like, he's he's consistently... I would say from, like, 76, 77 until 86. Is he, like, the number two or three babyface in the company that whole time?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there could be an argument, maybe 1A, 1B with Hogan. Right. More even, than number even, two.
0: That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and and I would say even, like, watching those MSGs, because I've been watching MSGs like crazy, um, he's just consistently the most over guy on the roster, too. Right. So, there's a lot of good, super important, uh, super historically important. So, that's where I'm at with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and some of those MSG matches with him are really fun. Like, I love that. I think I've talked about you, the Savage match in, I want to say, September 88, maybe. It's just awesome. Uh, I've always been a fan. There's a match with him and Duggan. I think it's in LA in 88. It's a lumberjack match. That's super fun, too, if you're looking for extra Andre matches to pad out your list.
0: There's a great great match. I forget who his tag partner is, but it's against, uh, I want to say, Piper and... Fuck! I can't. Even, it's Piper and someone, but they bludgeon him and bust him open.
1: Yeah, is that S- Snooka? or uh?
0: Oh, uh, I think his Ta- partner's Snuka. Yeah. Tonga
1: Kid or something. Yeah, it's one of those.
0: Yeah, match. They kick uh, the one shit of those out matches of in
1: that feud. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah, comes back. It's a Is it a six man? When he comes back with the tape on his head, you mean? That's a six man. Yeah, that's on the Piper t- Coliseum tape. That uh-huh. it's on MSG too, obviously, but where he comes back out with the the bloodied head all right. wrapped up. No, he's awesome. I mean, you know, I think 20 is still fairly high for a like this. Top one on what, all time, right?
0: How does he compare to The Undertaker for you?
1: Well, I have Undertaker at 19.
0: Okay. Well, it's funny because then we're, we're going to have the, well, you have Undertaker at 19. My under, I have Undertaker, not to give away too much, but right now I have Undertaker at 9. Okay. So I think we have the same idea with them. Right. In that they're both, like, the major attraction of their age. Yeah. I just think Undertaker's got a bit more meat on the bone.
1: He's also got a lot more bad. (laughs) At least that we've seen and know of. That's always been our problem with Taker, right? Like, we've talked about this with Kane. We've talked about it with Triple H. It's tough to rate these guys. I mean, even a a poor version of it is, like, Dolph Ziggler, Miz. These fucking guys that have run around for 20, 30 years are going to compile a lot of crap, big shows in that bucket, right? There's guys that have had a ton of matches on TV and on pay-per-view and everywhere else for all these years. It's like, you're going to accumulate some great and takers highs are super high. Some of the highest in company history for sure. Yeah. But his lows are like real bad. They're just as bad. They're like some of the
0: worst in company history.
1: So in theory, you would look at him and put like maybe view him as someone that should be more in the middle. But when then when you layer in all the intangibles and in the moments, so what he means is what buoy[s] him back up. Yeah. Even though if the matches say all balance out, right? Like some of the, he's got zeros and five, five pluses maybe, right? So. Um,
0: well, and that's that's the difference between him and Triple H. Right. Like Triple H doesn't have all those intangibles that Undertaker has, and that's what keeps him in the 30s and 40s.
1: And he doesn't have the fives. His is more like oh, a lot of four, four and a halfs, right? Well, I mean, he does have some five. I mean, some, but not like Taker. I feel like Taker's. I would say that they
0: have a, a comparable amount.
1: think so. Maybe I'm
0: overrating Taker's fives. Well, I mean, what are Taker's fives? Hell Yeah.
1: Hell and
0: The Two Sean's. What else?
1: Uh, I guess depends where you're at with the Triple H stuff, but those would be shared.
0: Yeah, fine. Let's cancel those. Yeah. All right. Maybe that was it. <laughs> so Triple H has <laughs> like Triple H has Cactus, right? Yeah. it has got the triple Brian. threat with Ben One Michaels.
1: Yeah, Brian. Brian. Yeah.
0: I guess no way out. Of 1 depends for some. Yeah, I wouldn't have it there. You know what? I went up to five last time I watched it was the um, the Taboo Tuesday cage match. Mm. The Flair. I yeah, fucking that love that. that. I loved it last time I watched it, but I get I might be uh, reaching on that one. Yeah.
1: Taker's interesting too, because he's one of the rare guys who all his best stuff is like it better as he went, you know?
0: Yeah. Now I remember last time we did this project, there was a lot of apologists for him saying like, well, you know, he was forced to work that style that is slower and methodical Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But by the same token, no matter what if he was forced or not the results are the results right
1: yeah and more than the style to me is who he was mashed up with a lot of right. limited guys i mean that's so at at that, at that point you can only really do so much but still to your point that's the output so whatever it is it's still what it is i mean right but you know somewhere around 06 yeah and before that like you know he's got great stuff in 97 98 but then it kind of dips back down again. Um, but then it really picks up again. And starting in 06 with that angle match is when it kind of really ramps back for in the Batista feud. I th- some people may have Taker Batista at five.
0: Oh, I can see that. I have it a bit lower, but yeah.
1: Taker Edge, even. Hell in a cell. I can no. see that argument. I mean, not us. I but Taker Punk. I see I've idea. seen people have Taker Punk at five.
0: Yeah, I could see that too. I, you know, when I when I was ranking that, mm. I think I went four and three quarters, and I mm-hmm. think the big thing that kept me from going five was that the the ending was never in question. Right. So it's like how you you don't get that same level of investment in it, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was your nineteen. My nineteen is A-19. Daniel. Daniel Bryan.
1: Okay, I have him. Uh, at 11. So he'd be in this episode.
0: Okay. you want to close with him then?
1: Uh, let's open with him. Go ahead.
0: Um, He's got a really sneaky underrated career. Mm -hmm. I think in the WWE, um, I, I, I think that his match at triple H is the best WrestleMania opener of all time. Yep. Which I know seems kind of blasphemous to some, but I, I just think it's fantastic. I don't think he's involved in anything bad. Mm -hmm. And even when he is in middling stuff, he, he tends to make it better. Um, I think that his he's buoyed a lot by his uh, pre-2015 career, but I think he's got some right. really nice gems in that second yeah. half. Yep. Albeit a little bit disappointing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a... You know, he had a lot of ring rust, right? That's part of it. I think part of it is maybe they take full advantage of what they had when he right. came back, too. I think... <sighs> It's tough to gripe about it. I I think they were worried for him. Like, I think I think they were, always had a constant sense of fear that... He's going to die. Well, it's hard not to, right? It's, it's kind of like if you had an employee that, like, went off the rails or something, and then you kind of got him back, they're fine, but you're always going to, like, be worried about him. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. Like, so I could see why... I think it was always looked at as, like, they didn't want to push him or didn't... Whatever, like... Didn't want to get the fans what they wanted, and that that may have been the case originally, but I think right. they loved him. I think they love him, and I think in that second run, they were just constantly worried for his health and well being. I think that's yeah. why they were so hesitant to bring him back. They were afraid to have him be there. They made him, you know, try to protect him on the types of matches he was in. So, yeah, I think that that limited it as well. And then, you know, his first. However many months back is a little bit wasted because he's stuck in the you know stuff with Kevin Owens and Shane Shane and Zane, which was just dreadful, even though it included like two of the best all time all timers at Owens and Zane. Um (laughs) then him and Miz, for all the chemistry they had before his return, kind of seemed like it evaporated once he got back in the ring. Well, they
0: also gave it no time in the ring. Right. And Miz is Miz. Like, I mean, I don't want to hold Daniel Bryan responsible for it. Like, I don't want to shit on Miz, but, like, might be the worst full-time main eventer ever like, in terms of in-ring.
1: Well, and Bryan was still—I think he was still a rusty at that point. Like, they wrestled at, what, SummerSlam, right? And Miz beats him or whatever. Um, but then he gets to go. By by 19, he's back He's back in that thing. Once they figured out the hemp-loving nature boy <laughs> world champion stuff— yeah. um really clicked and that that's when he get the fastball back because he get the great match of kofi yeah he fights brock, brock in that good. run yeah right. um i even like the main event at uh mania 37 with edge and um yeah. uh roman like that's um, fine his match with with roman in 15 is great
0: yeah yeah i i just remember thinking like I'm like oh maybe he can't go anymore and that's why they're right. not letting him do stuff and then his first match in aw is with like kenny right. omega it's like that draw and it's mm-hmm. i don't know if you've watched it but it's incredible yeah
1: <laughs> yeah again i think they would just i think i think they just tried to keep him safe <laughs> that's all, i think is what it comes down to i think they just asked and their house style anyway didn't lend itself necessarily to that but i think they tried to they never seemed to put him in situations again where he'd be at risk like when he was champion Or the workhorse, I mean, he was wrestling raw two matches a night, you know, long matches. He'd be doing the headbutts on the ladder, like more garbagey stuff. And I think in that run, when he came back, does he do like anything like that at all? I don't think so. I think it's all just like straight matches. And I don't think he even worked like every week half the time. I think they ramped him down. You know, he did like, especially when he had the Earth Boy character. So,
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's that plays to his strengths too. Like he's much better in just matches than like right. garbage. Oh yeah. Shit, right.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's got, I mean, he's got some legendary stuff. Right. He's got, like you said, the Triple H match. He's got the Cena match. Oh. Uh, the Punk matches. So. Yeah. This is and of course the moments. I mean, he's got the Wyatt moment. Mania 30 main event winning the title. Yeah. WrestleMania 31 winning the IC title.
0: All the um, therapy Team stuff Hell no. with Kane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he made Kane, like, relevant again. And that was coming off some of Kane's worst shit. Uh, With Cena, the ambulance match and all that stuff, right?
0: He embraced the hate?
1: Oh, God, so bad. And then it's after that, right? When Team Hell No fires up, so... Yeah. He kind of revitalized Kane,
0: for better or worse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thanks, Daniel Bryan. Maybe I'm going to knock him down now. Well, he's in the Shield stuff, too, right? Yeah, he has that first match with the Shield.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to me, he's... I, I just he barely has any bad. It's all great matches. Um, yeah, a lot of great moments. He can talk. He could do face heel. I mean Yeah, I mean I think he's gonna argument for best ever, ever, ever. Anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I, I could see that argument for sure.
1: I know Chad feels that. I don't know if Chad has him a flair, but he's he might be his two, I think, or top three or whatever.
0: I think he had him number one at one point. Yeah. I don't know what fickle Chad. What is? Mm-hmm. What is? Uh, see how I tied that in?
1: hmm hmm
0: Fickle as a pickle. pickle. All right. Uh, who's your eighteen? My eighteen is uh, akin to Daniel Bryan, and that's CM Punk.
1: Okay, I'm at fifteen.
0: I bumped him down a few spots this year. Um, and it's funny because the guys that I bumped ahead of him none of them had anything new to add to, like, <laughs> right. their resume i just kind of thought about stuff punk's another guy he, like brian who has such little bad like there's very little bad in fact like when i, I think he might be the most consistent in-ring performer they've ever had the like, guy
1: maybe brian but yes <laughs>
0: after, after yeah. brian maybe yeah maybe but even punk punk's just different than brian like he yeah He's capable, at least in WWF, WWE, he was capable of having very different styles mm-hmm. matches, and not that Brian wasn't, but I just I find you get a bit more variety from Punk's career right. than you do Brian's, mm-hmm. and I think the character stuff for me is what ultimately puts him just that little bit ahead of Brian, mm-hmm. because yeah, it, yeah, Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I mean that 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 summer of Punk in two thousand eleven brought me back to wrestling. And I remember just, I spent, like, weeks just thinking about what was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. this was me as, like, a 31-year-old, you know, not a (laughs) 10-year-old. But I was just so invested. You got the straight-edge society stuff. His original character is good, too. But, like, he's just got a bit more nuance and variety. He's got it all. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And, again, I I, I will still, I still believe to this day that he is the last opportunity they've had so far at a transcendent star that they just didn't take.
1: Yeah, I mean I always looked at him as like the modern Bret Hart uh, of that era, where he was super adaptable, could work any style, it was believable. Um, but he also had the little savage qualities there too. Like all his feuds were usually emotional and you know, yeah. tied into um things that felt tangible. And, you know, watching his ascent now on place to be, because we're doing 07-08. And yeah, his I always kind of looked down on that first run with Raw and the title like and all that, but he's been pretty good actually. It was, it was better than I thought. Like even his match with JBL at Summerslam was pretty good until like, JB they clockheads kind of falls right. apart. But that was better than I remember it being. He's got the Money in the Bank wins. Um, yeah, I mean I don't I don't think you have to really sell anyone on Punk. I, obviously nope. he he leaves on a sour note, but he's still doing good stuff until he leaves. Like the match with him and Brian against the Wyatt's and all that stuff and. Like, that's good. Yep. Um, I mean... The Brock
0: match is... Uh, his
1: Brock match is the last... You know, SummerSlam right before he leaves. So, it's like he's still churning out classics. It's not like he has a downstretch on the way out or anything.
0: No, whenever they actually gave him an opportunity, he nailed it. Right. It's a, it's a lot like Brian in a lot of yeah. aspects.
1: They're similar. I, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, they're five apart, but whatever. I mean... Well, for you, they're not similar enough. Right. Similar. On occasion, similar, but like a symphony. On occasion, <laughs> they're not. Do you think he comes back?
0: No. Think he's done? I think his pride is way too much. I mean, I, <sighs> I he couldn't—he couldn't hold it together in AEW with like, right. you know, uh, what with, with what seems like minimal, like mm. conflict.
1: Yeah, but see, I think it's the opposite. I think as much as he's like a counterculture dude i think he's someone that thrives better in a structured setting like i think AEW is like too i think their big problem right now is that they're a little too wild west um like it's all cool in theory to say the wrestlers run the show you know what i mean like it's but i do think there's inherent problems baked in there when you don't have a strong and they're trying to build it now right they're trying to figure it out but um, I don't think it's affecting as much, like, I still enjoy the promotion. I, I want them to do well, so I wanted to figure it out. But yeah. I, d- I do think there's, there's a reason why, despite all the bullshit, like, Vince McMahon and R.E.F. always were steady, right? It's because there was always a voice, whether that voice was out of his fucking mind half the time with terrible right. ideas. He was still a singular voice at a point of power, right? So even cool. when there were power struggles and clicks and all that, like, he still was the, the end-all be-all. And he didn't. Let and by them. the
0: time, yeah. by the time he went too far and like kind of ruined wrestling for a while, they were a monopoly, right? So they're never able to like be destroyed at that point. Like it, right. you know, if WCW survives and then Vince goes off as Rocker, it's curious to what could could be.
1: Right. Well, we see it with AEW. I guess <laughs> it could be could be like that. But right. so I, my point is, like, yeah, he struggled in AEW, but I don't know. I think with Triple H in charge and the refocusing on the type of product they're putting out there, and the fact that they'd probably back up the truck for him, like it may be hard for him to turn down like a like a Brock type schedule, and I think they would do it.
0: I wonder how he'd be received, because like he was so adamant about how horrible they were.
1: (laughs) Whatever. I think it'd be fine. That was already. I mean, it's almost ten years ago already that he was there. It's a complete like changeover, you know.
0: Right, but Triple H is the guy you had a problem with.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's easy enough. I mean, whatever. Oh, yeah, I was an asshole back then. I was fighting my spot, but it's different now. I just want to do business right and make the fans. I mean, whatever. It's easy sell.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> the guy could get a, past Ken, Hangman Page saying, like, you're not good in the locker room.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just saying I would not rule out a Punk Mania match at some point.
0: Yeah, look, I would. I, I would never be so... Uh, dumb to th- think like oh it'll never happen But right I just right now I don't know
1: I'm not saying this year's mania But
0: you're after In Philly Paul Heyman in his corner <sighs> Just saying yeah. Looks like you just booked it
1: I mean that's That's a spot to do it then right
0: Yep Either him or Tom
1: the, Yeah
0: Hammer Tommy Dreamer.
1: <laughs> Dreamer's gonna shoot Paul Heyman in this corner. <laughs> All right, my eighteen was my eighteen last time, and that is Eddie Guerrero. Oh,
0: so he he fell a lot for me. He fell to thirty-one. So I think I don't think we talked mm. about him, but he fell to thirty-one. Yeah, I don't know. He still
1: holds up pretty well for me. Um, yeah, you know, we just Marcus and I during the '04 5 season. For war, uh, and that's obviously the very start of the Ray feud. Um, but he's still, you know, even 04, he falls apart toward the end, but his stuff is still really good. Like, the angle match of SummerSlam is really good. He's fun at Survivor Series. Um, he's good in the four-weight Armageddon. Like, he's still bringing uh, the excitement in the ring at that point, even though he struggled mentally after the title win. But the feud with JBL is still really good. Those matches are great. Uh, those all hold up. He's got the obviously the classic with Brock, where he wins a title. Bunch of good stuff with the SmackDown Six. Super memorable character. Tremendous face. Tremendous heel. I just uh, you know we talked about like groupings of guys that we have. Like to me, he kind of fits in. I have a group of like one, two, three, like five guys coming up that all are like similar to me. They're all super versatile. They have a bucket load of great matches. Face, heel. They can all talk. They can all work like that's what my group come up right here.
0: Yeah, um I think that makes a lot of sense. I think for me he's just missing No, I love him. Like I, I and I have him high. I think 31 is high. Like mm. I don't I don't mean to disrespect him by putting him there. I just feel the people I have ahead of him all feel much more integral to the business than Eddie Guerrero. And it's not that he isn't is important, but like it's hard to put him it's hard to put him on par with like a CM Punk for me, right? Like CM Punk feels and Daniel Bryan and Charlotte Flair, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, ultimate warrior. Like those are the guys that like scream pro wrestling for me. And, and not that Eddie Guerrero is not a great pro wrestler. Cause obviously I think it, technique wise, he's one of the greatest ever, right? He's probably if you were to just do solely in ring ability. He's probably top five, you know, but there's just something not quite there to join the upper echelon for me.
1: I don't think you can discount though the impact he had um, on Latino audience and the draw he and Ray were on SmackDown over national, you know, whatever national TV being on over the air TV broadcasts. So I'm trying to say, um, like they were, they brought in like huge numbers during that stretch. So like
0: what? Cause I've heard this talking point a lot. So like you're saying you brought in it up. yeah it, it's more that i i would i'd want to know what the jump up is mm-hmm. and how it did like and then when they left was it did it did it tank you know what i mean
1: well i know they continually search for the next one right, right. <laughs> afterward so yeah well,
0: well, but wouldn't you like you'd always want a top like latin star right
1: uh, i don't know i mean did they have it before them
0: for sure. They had Tito Santana. They had... Savio Vega. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it,
1: it, anecdotally, I can tell you, like, Marcus speaks super highly of Eddie and Ray as um, someone growing up that didn't have cable, only had over the air TV, that drew him in and, like, made SmackDown. Like, he's talked about that before, 100%. But that, well, that talking point resonated with him. It was a thing with him. So, I mean, again, just one guy, but...
0: No, I, I, I buy it. I buy it. But again, for me, it like to go up higher, it, he's gotta have more of an effect, right? For, and and maybe, maybe I'm completely discounting it and not paying enough attention, but like I just I don't see the huge the, I, I just don't see well, the Well what makes Punk back. I mean Punk
1: O'Brien and I mean look I get both of them higher, so but whatever. But um
0: no, Like are they any better than Sean do do?
1: Michaels who was like on top during a down period? Like what makes them more important? What makes Daniel Bryan more important than than Eddie Guerrero?
0: It felt like his stuff meant more. It felt like his stuff. He felt like, for me, (laughs) at points, he felt like the focal point of the company. Same thing with Punk. Punk felt like Punk more so. Punk much more felt like a focal point of the company. I never felt Eddie Guerrero was. I always felt he was the plucky face champion that they're going to run with for a little bit. And then that's it.
1: No, I'd say I Brian's
0: similar, but not later. Like not, not later. Like, you know, like if Brian only has that first run, then yeah, but, but I think his later run, he kind of counteracts that a little bit because right. he's, he's booked as the top heel, right? I don't know. It's different being booked as the heels of face, but, I also think Brian, I think Brian for me has more high-end matches. I think they both have more. I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of the Eddie matches, maybe as high as you do. Like, I don't like that JBL dude. I don't don't think it's that strong. Um, I like the Goldberg match. I think it's a four-star match. I don't think I have it any higher than that. Not the Goldberg match. The, uh, the Brock match. Yeah. So I think for those reasons, for me, those two seem substantially higher than him.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I have those guys higher, but it's on the grounds, more of their matches, less of their, I mean, you were just, you were comparing them more from a important standpoint. I don't think, I don't necessarily think that they're more important than he was long-term because I just think he did mean a lot to that audience during that stretch. Um, But, but they have more in ring, they have more matches and more volume. So,
0: yeah. and, And yeah. I I just think for me, for, for based on his volume and based on his stuff, if he wanted to climb, I would need more of a dent importance-wise. Right. It's not that I'm shitting on his importance. It's just as a package, there's just something missing for me. The—yeah, I mean, I could see
1: tweaking this a little and moving them maybe below my Taker Andre Roman trifecta. Right. but like you know i got aj slaughter like i don't know i think i have him higher than them still
0: well why why isn't he higher than why is he higher than aj
1: again i think i think eight well i'm not gonna tell you we already talked about aj in depth but it's the same discussion i just had i think eddie the importance of eddie is higher um i also think aj we've talked about it like has some disappointing downs as much as I love him. Um,
0: to you me, they're, like, Eddie s- they're six apart,
1: yeah. So they're six apart. I, I just I like Eddie's peak stuff better, but I'm saying I could see him going down a few, like right up against him, was where I'd have him,
0: right? I only said, What about AJ because you mentioned him, like it wasn't a comparison I was ready to make, but it, to me, it seems it, it feels I didn't have to think too hard about putting a j ahead of him, right. Maybe that's the problem. I didn't think enough.
1: It's tough. I think he's a big, intangible guy. Yeah, I think it's there's a few of those, right? that are like tough to sit there and pinpoint, oh, this match, that match. It's just like it's just like a vibe <laughs> who he was, you know,
0: I, I just feel with guys like him and even Ray, like, and I'm sure there's others I'm I'm thinking of that I'm just not remembering right now. I just always felt like ultimately their title reigns meant nothing. Like, didn't really change the business. It didn't really produce like a, a plethora of great matches. It was just kind of.
1: Well, Eddie's reign is so short. It just sucks because he just caved. You know what I mean? Like, right. would it have went longer? Would he have had that if he didn't just fall apart mentally under the pressure of it? Because he does deliver out of the gate. I mean, he's got the the win is great, the angle match of Mania is great, right? And then it's JBL,
0: like <laughs> and
1: that's right. it. He's done. So, all right. Uh, what are we on? My seventeen. Sure. All right. This is someone that's going to move up for me. Uh, I had a seventeen still. last time. Yeah, I'm from seventeen. That's Roddy Piper.
0: Ah, see, I have him. I have him at fourteen.
1: Okay, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna move up a ton, but like we just talked about Punk, I'll probably, I think I would move him a Punk. Um, but he's in this group of guys that has talked about, like, super versatile, obviously healer face, um, a lot of great moments, great workers, great talkers. I think Piper's that last little blip of a run hurts him a little bit, I guess, but not a lot. Two thousand three um, or. No, I meant, like, 90. Right. Uh, But I don't think it hurts enough because his 84 to 87
0: is, like, elite. The heat heat is insane. Yeah. I toyed with putting him top 10. Right. And and I might still. Who knows? But, like, we talked a lot about how Vince McMahon is, like, the best heel of all time Mm -hmm. last time. Piper is 1A, right? Right. 1B. at At his peak, I got 1B. At his peak, like, he's the most hated guy in the world, and every match is just filled with hate for him. He's a special performer during that era. And if you have any doubts about Roddy Piper, like, go back and watch the MSG shows from, like, 84, 85, 86. Because even – he has the reputation of not being a great worker, but, like, he's just a fighter. His matches have this whole different energy to them, which is really cool. Like, whenever he comes out, it's like – it's chaos and street fighting as opposed to wrestling. And I think it fits really well into the rest of the product at the time. Yeah, it's, it's hard
1: to, it's hard to find anything wrong with that run. uh, In any way, I think what, I think what helps him is some of his worst stuff is in WCW. Yeah. So (laughs) that's good because I do think his, his mic skills went downhill. I think he got too corny and too forced. I think Um, that happened in the WWF. It did toward
0: the end. Came back as a face.
1: Eighty nine. Yeah, but it's not as bad as it is in like WCW, where everything's like super try Um, but yes, yeah, there is a dip in eighty nine and ninety for sure. Uh, uh, you know, he's really good with the Goldust feud too. Like right when he steps in for Razor. O three's whatever, but his moment at I mean at nineteen is awesome when he shows up and rips the hood off like he's got a tag title win with flair no six that's,
0: that's right um no i mean i don't think we gotta sell much on piper like he's but i i do think i i agree we don't have to sell much i do think people undervalue him though if they haven't watched that that right. early era footage because he he i mean in wcw he'd come out and say like would the people have loved hogan if they didn't hate me right but when you watch that, you're like, hmm, I think he has a point there. Yeah. hundred percent.
1: I mean, I don't I don't know who else the heel could have been that would have made Hogan click going into that first mania. Like even if you just do Hogan Orndorff, it's just not the same. Like it's the heat of Piper with the Cindy Lauper stuff and MTV into Mr. T like all that stuff is just top notch. I mean I've I've beat it into the ground, but that Coliseum video just watch that. <laughs> like that's all you need to really watch to get like a real grasp because that shows you the um like Snuka Tonga kid feud and like into the Hogan stuff. Right. All in that tape. And it's got the Halloween thing, it's got him interviewing himself, like it's got all the classic bits, the coconut, Frankie Williams. <laughs> like it's all in there. So like just watch that and you'll get a perfect summation of how awesome he was in that stretch yeah
0: all right well nice. my, num- my number my yeah. number 17 someone i never thought would be this high that's randy orton I Hear Thanks. voices I hear voices uh hey nothing i can say
1: uh <sighs> i had him at 37 but with a note after we i mentioned him last time probably to move him up He's gonna move up above the group, the uh, much contentious group of Steamboat, Valentine, and Santana Martel, <laughs> for sure. I don't think I'll go this high with him, but uh, he'll be like closer to like the Batista section.
0: Why not? Like, I I always kind of was like down on Orton. Like I thought, ah, oh, he's not good. And then when I rewatched everything, he's good right away, and. He's good for a long time. I think his worst year is 2009 when he's Mm -hmm. kind of the focal point of the promotion. But I struggle to think of any other time where he was like outright bad. And then he's got all kinds of great stuff. He's got the longevity. He's got the title wins. He's got the, he's got the match resume. I actually, the more I watch him, like I I started to understand. Cause you know, the, whenever they do interviews with like old wrestlers are like, Oh, Randy Orton's the best in ring worker. They always talk like that. Right. And I, I'm starting to see it. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to see how snug he is with his moves, how, how well he moves around the ring. I, I like, and every time he comes back, I think he's done and he ends up at <laughs> right. least producing another classic or another great moment or another, this right. Yeah. So I, I kept bouncing him around. I'm like, how could he not be top 20? How could he not be ahead of punk and Brian? Like, so it just made sense for me to put him there.
1: Yeah. Um. I'll say this, like, right now with all these podcasts i'm doing i'm watching many different years right a- across the gamut and he's like really good to great in all of them so whenever he pops up i'm like oh cool Orton. whether it's you know whatever oh four five which you could argue some of her shake your stuff like he still has got a bunch of great stuff in there
0: he's got the foley match yep. he's got i think the undertaker wrestlemania match is great yeah I, I find it's a bit diminishing returns
1: yeah, the Benoit uh, matches. Is
0: it in 06, yeah, he's got. That's when he starts RKO.
1: Uh, yeah, at the end of the year. I mean, early in the year is maybe some of his worst character shit, because yeah. that's what the Eddies and Hell stuff and everything. Right. Um, and he kind of gets shoehorned in to like the Ray and Angle stuff. But he's great in the match. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's always great in the ring. Like, <laughs> there's no. There's no downtime. It sucks that he gets hurt in because he's fucking amazing. I mean that's where I was heading next. Yeah. Like watching go 8 he's unreal. Like that whole run is tr- tremendous. Uh he where I'm at, he's just coming back, so I'm curious to see because I know you're saying like oh is maybe his downstretch with like legacy and all that. And I know he's got the rough feud with Cena <laughs> later in the year and all that. So um but yeah, I mean, he's got the Christian stuff. Like, yeah, you know, This is just so much. I think even underrated is like uh, the Brock Somerset match where he takes the hard way shit kicking. He's a really, um, really good
0: match, yeah. Great matches
1: of Brian and 13. Like, he was kind of hated because he got caught up in the Brian obsession. But yeah, he's great in the main event at 30.
0: Seth Rollins so, match.
1: Too yeah, great. Rollins match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even right up into the Riddle stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, it's and it was, broken. everything was working. And even even yeah. as a guy, they would bring back, like, to fight Kofi. Right. Yeah. Right? Or to fight Drew. He, oh, yeah, he that feud with Drew, which is, yeah. like, maybe that's during your dead era, but, like, that's a great, he, he has at least two, three great matches with Drew in there. Right.
1: No, he's, uh, once he got past, like, the character shit, too, and just chilled, like, in, I mean, like, real life, not on-screen character, right. I think it really clicked for him, too, you know what I mean, when he just, like comfortable in his skin finally and let loose and having fun. I mean, as much as that mania match blows with Wyatt, the the storyline was really fun with them being a team and everything. Like I like that team a lot.
0: I love that team. Yeah. I love that he joined the family. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, maybe he's high, but I think that like, man, if he does again, I, I said this about uh, Charlotte earlier, but if he does another five years and it's all excellent, I could see him mm-hmm. going even higher.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll end up having him in the high twenties. Uh low twenties, however you say it. More like in that twenty to twenty-three range, probably in there.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting comparison for you against like Batista. Right. Like yes. Yeah. Like he, I, as I think about it now, I'm like it, to me it's so obvious that he'd be ahead of him. But yeah. Batista stuff feels bigger. But it's 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 all over a couple years. Right. Right? Whereas you get the consistent excellence of Borten, yeah.
1: I think Batista just feels like the bigger star to me, but it's perception. That's
0: because you just watch all the Marvel movies.
1: That's <laughs> true. Um, all right, where are we at? Your 16. All right, my 16 is Chris Jericho.
0: Okay, I had him at 22.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I <laughs> this run of guys, right? And <laughs> Punk is my 15. So Punk, Jericho, Piper, Eddie, and then my next guy at 14, just continues this trend of like elite character dudes, elite mic workers, uh, yeah. guys that boatloads of great matches, boatloads of memorable angles, just, but I, I think they're all like a tier down from the top guys star wise. So like, yeah. that's what Jericho is. Right. So this is almost like my up until like a let, like Brian at 11 ish is like, yeah, that tier down for me of like the super superstars. But, um, Yeah, I mean, his resume, he's one of those guys, and he's like a, some we'll get to eventually too on this list, like fully, right? Like, it's like a sneaky, great resume.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you don't realize just how deep and effective and star- rated matches like highly star rated match like just how much they have until you really dig into it and it's like oh shit like this guy has got like a loaded resume and yeah you know
0: and even when they move yeah. him around the card because he's got that great 08 with mm-hmm. michaels right where everything is just gold they take the title off him they have seen him beat him which i think sucks till still to this day um but then the next year he's got an incredible feud with ray and right. i'm actually kind of looking forward to you guys watching that on um place to be because like mm-hmm. i love that feud like i was so surprised by how consistently excellent the whole thing was so it's like yeah. e- even in 2009 which was like a 10 years after his debut mm-hmm. he was still like bringing incredible stuff yeah and the michael
1: stuff completely holds up you know we're covered it now he's a little shaky when he first gets back but that money in the bank kind of gets him on track into the into that character right after it so right it's really just like three months of shakiness. Yeah, I would say I, his, yeah,
0: I would say his worst year is pro- his worst years are probably Oh three Oh four.
1: See, I was going to say it's to me, it's more like 12, 13, like the Fandango stuff. Wyatt, like his few matches with Wyatt are kind of shitty. I think that is that 13 or 14. To me, that's like his lost run. Like, you kinda don't even remember some of it. And then he, he gets it back going again when he gets with Owens.
0: Yeah.
1: And gets back on track. But there's like a stretch there where I couldn't even tell you when he's there and when he's not. In like to, like twelve to fifteen. I'm like, I don't know. I, I know he's in and out a bunch, right. like he'll come and go. I mean he had the great return too before the eleven is the eleven rumble, the twelve rumble, whatever it is, twelve. Um, where he wasn't it's talking tough. and all that stuff. Uh, but then yeah, he's got the stuff with punk which is great I love that feud that feud's great yeah. like stuff with Edge uh both Michael's feuds obviously we talked about oh eight but you know oh three um even we just like I said we just did the oh four or five season like he's pretty good in there too like he's I like that latter match of Christian better than I have remembered it that Unforgiven
0: I think I was always like I always had like a hangover of his title reign right in, the, in during that era like oh okay they've just shunted him down so that's what he's doing now Samantha so was a little embittered about it at the time. But I actually really like his 05. I think his mm-hmm. 05 is great. Because he comes out, he invents that Money in the Bank match. And yep. then he's seen he's he's as opponent. He's seen yep. as kind of really big first opponent, right? So, mm-hmm. and there's something interesting there. And I, I love the SummerSlam match with him and Cena. I think it's really strong, but right before yep. he leaves. So, yeah, I mean, I, he was someone I thought was a lock for the top 20, but ended up getting bumped out by a couple guys, mm-hmm. like Randy Orton. But um, I definitely see the argument of him being in that range. Right. All right.
1: My 15 is Punk. We already talked about him. My 16,
0: uh, which we didn't do, is Mick Foley.
1: Okay. Yeah. He's my 10.
0: 10. Okay. Let's open with him next time.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: so my 15 is Kurt Angle.
1: Uh, yeah. He's my 14.
0: All right. Well, I, we all know your feelings on him. So
1: go ahead. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's the best of that stretch I has talked about, Love the versatile guys, face, heel. Uh, you know, I, I think he gets a rap, right, by some, though he's just go, 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 doesn't sell, you know. But whatever, like, the matches were awesome. <laughs> I loved them all. Um, amazing character, whether he's the like, angry machine, like, toward the end of his run, or whether he's, like, the lovable goofball. Uh, obviously, this love triangle shit with triple h and stephanie was like awesome and you know really brought in a new audience you know they botched it but up until that botch was tremendous um one of the greatest rookie years in history like just gutted immediately loads of memorable moments just in those two years just like 2000 to 01 alone you could do like a massive comp tape of just segments from tv and i have one um all the stuff with Austin, the SummerSlam match is great. Winning on, you know, nine eleven, 11 after 9-11 winning the title, you know, super memorable moment. Um, all the SmackDown 6 stuff, the Brock matches, the Eddie matches, the Shawn matches, all of them, you know, five. Maybe they don't hold up as well, but they're still great. Right. Uh, you know, yes, the Cena stuff gets a little maligned because, you know, the crowd was <laughs> backing angle and, you could argue maybe Angle was more for himself in that stretch. I think he just, I think he was starting to feel passed over, and and
0: well, he was, he was
1: passed over, like yeah, I think that... he passed over. But also, I think his injury and drug issues weren't helping. I think he was getting insecure, and he Is let that it. That
0: where he said he could make, he wanted to make Jesus tap out.
1: Yeah, that was that whole stretch. Yeah. That's probably I would argue that's like my least favorite little stretch. Was with Divari and all that stuff. Like at the end of '05. Um, but they he gets saved. It's like they save him from himself. I put him on Smackdown when he wins the title of Battle Royal. I feel like he gets back on track a bit. Um, I liked when they sent him to ECW and he just Did like you? wrecks guys for those couple months. He has the fun matches with Orton.
0: I love uh, the match yeah. with Orton and One Night Stand. Underrated little gem that one.
1: Yep. Yep. And then, you know, his comeback was whatever later. But those were all just kind of legacy matches at that point.
0: Did you enjoy Baron Corbin ending his career?
1: It's not. He's coming back. He's going to have one more. He said it. <laughs> I always wanted the Shamrock match. I never got. Someday. You
0: know. or him Angle's it. like everybody's dream match, right? It's like Shamrock, Bret Hart. Yep. I'm sure Adrian yeah. Adonis would say it like Kurt Angle, man.
1: Um. I, yeah, I mean the only thing keeping me from putting him higher is just that he was done and never came back. And...
0: Yeah, and even then, like a lot of the other guys, I find that like he was never... He was never someone they seemed like they were actively building around.
1: Yeah, I would agree Ex- with that.
0: Except for maybe at the very beginning.
1: Like I think the injury is what derailed him. 2000-
0: the 2004 injury?
1: Well, no, it starts in 02.
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: Because they, they do strap him up. And he's going to be the guy on SmackDown, him and Brock. And then he gets hurt at the end of 02. You get, then, again, after Mania, he, gets, he goes out for a bit with the neck. And I think they knew like they were in trouble. Right. And then from then on, it was always like hit or miss.
0: Yeah. I guess he was a focal point of the invasion, too. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, him and Austin were the t- two top guys. Like, yeah. I mean, still, the- it's, it's still built around them. I don't want
0: It just still felt like whenever he was champion, he wasn't the guy, which is insane considering who he is.
1: Yeah, I think what's tough is that. It's it's such a loaded era. It's like criticizing Jake for not being the top guy up against Hogan. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it, right. and I think by the time he could have been is when the injury set in. But when he's at his best, like Rock is there, Taker's there, Austin, it's just like how do you how do you surpass them? The fact right. that he was even championer in that stretch is mind-boggling. A <laughs> year in, and he has like a 5-month reign as champion with all those guys around, you know? Yeah, that's true. And then by the time it thins out, It's like, oh, three, and he's, he's cooked, you know, he, he holds it together, but his body's breaking down from that on. It's just the fact that he's a fucking insane man that it keeps going (laughs) um, through all the problems,
0: but. Well, he did win a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. I don't know if you've heard that before.
1: I did. And then it continued to be a problem for him. (laughs) I mean, and then some of it, it's not really fair, but it's like his post ODE stuff in TNA is awesome. But I was always. Fearful for him, right? I always feel like TNA was enabling him, like he needed help, and they were more concerned about poaching him and using him, and that like left a bitter taste in my mouth.
0: Towards I probably missed a lot of
1: both of them. Like I feel like he was, I just felt like he was ignoring that he needed help, and that he was like risking putting a lot at risk. That TNA again, like they didn't heed nobody's warning like they felt like he needed rehab he refused it and left and they're like yeah come on in (laughs) like who cares if you're breaking down and hooked on pills you know um i I think he got through it during that stretch but
0: of course
1: you know there was a stretch there where it felt like he was gonna be the next one to show up in the newspaper dead on the side of the road or something
0: yeah yeah it's uh, i wonder what his career looks like if he takes a year off and then comes back to WWE in two thousand seven.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh seven, oh eight somewhere in there. Yeah, it would have been cool if he's around with like Punk and Brian and those guys later, you know.
0: Yeah, because again, that's another dream match, right?
1: Another two And it's such a such a star gap too in ten eleven, you know, in there. Like he could have really filled that.
0: Right, but that's their own doing. <laughs> right.
1: And the TNA, I mean, the TNA stuff is great. Like I said, I, I probably missed a lot of it because I was so angry, but I know he had some really great matches there. So
0: The whole bit with Samoa Joe at the beginning was great. Like I remember when he debuted and busted him up with a headbutt. And... Then Jeff Jarrett stole his wife.
1: <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah, probably. Anyway, he's the man. Love Kurt. Right. Easy top 14 for me.
0: <laughs> well, my 14 is Roddy Piper that we already talked about. Okay, who's your thirteen? My 13 is a man often maligned on all of our shows. Mm, Mark Henry. No, he's way lower. Um, Mark Henry sucks. No, uh, God, I just got us in trouble. I uh, know it's 13 is Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay, I have him
1: uh, next episode.
0: Okay, let's talk about him next episode.
1: Okay. My 13 uh, is Bob Backlund. Oh, I have him at 11.
0: Okay. You want to start? Sure. Uh, It's hard to quantify Bob Backlund and his position unless you've gone back and watched a lot of the the house shows and stuff and the TV from 77 to 83. But for that five and a half year period, he is in fucking credible. Mm -hmm. He's the face of the company. They're consistently selling out. They're doing great. His matches are all usually a cut above almost any other match on the card. Um, he's super over. It's exciting. He's a, I don't know if he's a great character there, but he's certainly a character that people believed in and that people bought into. So I think from the match standpoint there and the importance there, he's extremely high. And then you got the comeback where he shows this completely different side of the character. hmm Wins the title again, which is cool. Has great matches along the way. You know, the Rumble 93 is an incredible performance. The match against Brent on Superstars is great. I love the Survivor Series match. He's got a few stinkers in there too. But yeah, at that point, he's getting old. But I just think that like he's he's the forgotten torchbearer of the WWE. Like right. When people think of Mount Rushmore, they, they'll they think Sam Martino, Hogan, Austin, Cena. Or put Rock in there, you know? But this guy was the bridge, and it's not like it was an unsuccessful time when he was on top.
1: Yeah, as I was gonna say, I think he gets looked at like, oh, like Sean or these other guys. I don't know if he made it a pile on Sean, but Diesel, like these dudes that were reigning in between the big successful times. So no, back when time was successful. Maybe not the entire run, but the bulk of it.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Hogan-level successful, right. it, but – but 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 it's more successful than almost any other champion since yeah with the exception of probably Austin but even Austin's time as champion was short right right like, like they leaned on this dude for 6 years almost and for 6 yeah. years he delivered and he joined as basically a rookie right yeah you know, and he was excellent out of the gate. And his matches, again, we talked about how Piper's matches had the kind of this chaotic energy, right? Mm-hmm. But like Backlund's matches had a very different energy in that he was a wrestler. But then sometimes he'd get fired up, and it would become a fight. And you know, All he's right. got great feuds against uh, Greg Valentine and oh god, I, there, there's a slaughter z- slaughter against Zabisco, I love too. So he's got a lot of meat on that bone. And I would Patterson say even, does he feud a Patterson? He's got at least a match with him. Yeah. yeah, but again, he's one of those champions who took on all comers, and maybe maybe it's because he he maybe looked like a beatable champion too. So the match was Harley too doesn't have a great match at Harley. Yeah, it's a one off, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's he's wonderful. Uh, and then yes, the early part of his comeback is shaky, but that six months or so from you know July '94, you know, and the Rumble is great too. But really, from July '94 you know until i guess like january 95 is yeah. that six months is like great like he's a focal point he's awesome on raw attacking dudes left and right i'm with you i love the superstars match one of my favorite matches ever um he's a guy that was got himself over because i mean whether you believe the rumors or not like he wasn't supposed to get that over as a heel and be the guy, but he got so good be at it. Be the champion. He certainly wasn't
0: meant to be the champion.
1: Right. So, yeah, when he wins the Survivor Series, it's such a holy shit moment. And I've always been fine. We talked about it on, you know, our, our other project we're working on on the show. Right. Like, I was fine with the way he lost. Like, I don't think they needed to do anything more. I think the only way it hurt is that they didn't prepare for what was going to be after that. But yeah, for hurt, his storyline, it it's fine. Yeah. It's fitting, you know. Um, so I'm okay with it. And then, you know, I don't know, Chad may not agree, but I love him right now. Like a 96 raw that we're watching a war zone <laughs> as, uh, you know, Sultan is dreadful, but he's, he's amazing. He's always on commentary to his matches and he's just such a fucking lunatic. Um, I love he take that.
0: his clothes off the hall of fame ceremony.
1: Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a nut. It's a crazy uh, person. He really is, but he's a wonderful crazy person with, with a load loads of great matches and a wonderful resume. So I think he's a very fitting, um, you know, for me, top 13 for your top 11.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: He's right on the cusp of like the mega stars for me.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, that's, that's actually what I have him at. Like for me, like 10 up is kind of mega stars. Right. And he's j- just that step below. All
1: right. So what was that? That was, uh, my 13, thir- you yeah. did your 13, right? Yeah. All right. So my 12, who I think is going to move up a little bit. I mean, there's not much room to move, but, uh, Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about him next time.
1: Okay. I, so my 11 just to finish is Brian. Um, I think, I think Brock's going to go ahead of Brian for me, Okay. but looking at my top 10, I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, that'll be an interesting point. Of of, I don't want to give too much away on that one. Okay. Um, I, I I will say this. I don't have him number one, Brock, mm-hmm. but I remember many times, I know I've said at this point, like, I said, I think if you took a snapshot of a guy, like, at their best, you took a snapshot of Brock Lesnar, he might be the best professional wrestler of all time. Right. And I every time he comes back, some people grow and some people don't like it but I generally like most of his stuff as long as it doesn't involve a fucking tractor. Like, right. Yes. um, I I think he's always great in ring, you know, and and last time we did this five years ago, there's been quite a few things since then that, that I think helped buoy his resume. So we'll talk about that next time. Okay. Now, all all, my 11 is back So all that's left is my number 12. Okay. Which I'm sure is going to be on your list next time. And that's Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's on my list next time. He's a top 10 guy. We should talk to him in the top 10.
0: Well, he's not a top 10 guy for me, but go on. It's close enough. Yeah. Right, well, that's what, what an anticlimactic ending. That's
1: right. It sets the stage for a big, big discussion for the top 10. Okay. How many guys do we have uh, to definitely talk about? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, all of my 10,
0: I don't think we've talked about any of them somehow.
1: Well, How about we yours?
0: Kinda, we kind of talked about Andre. He's my 10. Right. He's
1: not in my top 10, obviously.
0: Okay. rest of my top 10, we have not talked about. We touched on Undertaker, who's clearly in there. So from yours, we got to do Brett and Sean. And then my top nine, which I'm sure right. is similar to your top Yeah, ten. so we've
1: probably got a good... <sighs> we got a good chunk of guys. So i we'll are probably gonna get 14 guys to get through for the next yeah. one. So, all right. All right. Uh, our schedule has been a little spotty, just personal life stuff. Um, we'll be back on track soon. So it's, I don't want to sit here and say we'll be back in two weeks or sure. Uh, but we generally here every other Saturday, usually once a month, we do this project once a month. We're doing our project, breaking down every world title change in Doty history. So we're into early 97. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, and just check out everything in the North South Connection. We have a lot of great content coming every day. Uh, you know, this is we're almost into year three, so we've been pretty consistently uh, it out, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, all of our stuff. Oh, year four.
1: Yeah, right. We're on year four. Just...
0: Yeah, like, everything's going to come back in due time, and it's just, it's, like you said, it's just there's timing and schedules and... You know, in the pandemic, it was easy, right? Yeah, it, I know. You have so much time, and then you know things change. So yeah, let's we'll just get, get there back to we... those pandemic times. You know?
1: Yeah, that's what we need to be locked up.
0: We uh, we definitely at least,
1: you know, we're one one away at the very least to finish this, which was our goal for the year. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a personal goal. So we appreciate it. Subscribe, leave feedback, uh, share us around. You guys are the best talk to you soon drop the dookie goodbye yeah. bye. Oh, bye. Bye. Ow! i
0: got it on. In. every time